Shikuribashnav Guru Parampara ki jai, Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki jai, Kaur Bhakta Brinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi. Morning everyone. This morning we're going to continue our discussion of Bhagavad Gita. We're discussing from the 10th chapter, the four essential verses of the text. We come to the third of those, which is uh, verse number 10. And um, so we'll discuss it um, to some extent, and that in the context of also extending the, the blessing to chant under the um, auspicious and uh, guidance of our Guru Parampara to some of the um, members of our congregation who have been attending for some years now and listening to our discourses and to extend the Diksha Mantra also to one of our students who previously um, received the blessing to chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So, that's an auspicious uh, event. Um, and uh, we ask everyone to extend their, their blessings to those who will receive the initiations, all the Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis. So we come to the third verse of the four essential verses. Krishna says, Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam priti pubakam dami budiyogam tam yena mamupayantite Those who are constantly devoted to me, who worship me with love, I give the power of discrimination by which they come to me. This, uh, incidentally, is the first verse I ever learned. Sometimes, you know, you start the uh, uh, idea of committing verses to memory, and uh, this is the first one I learned. learned it on my way from the San Francisco Rathiatra back to Los Angeles, where I was staying in, in Prabhupada's temple. We used to go annually from Los Angeles to San Francisco, in California, from south to north, for the Rathiatra. I found it to be very blissful of, uh, uh, to memorize verses. It was my first one, so I recommend it. And um, incidentally, it just comes to my mind that as we speak, um, prior to that event and before I got uh, initiated, but I had I joined the mission, and I was living in a preaching center in 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 Santa Cruz, California, which is somewhere in between Los Angeles and San Francisco. And we uh, my we were myself and some others were given the task of uh, writing Bhagavad Gita verses and tacking them on the wall in the rented house that we were in. Leading devotees there thought that would be a good idea. Um, I think they, made it, I don't know, they might have, I can't remember, they might have told us just to write it on the wall. Um, those were strange days in the uh, early 1970s. So, um, and... Um, 
a god sister of mine who was there and had been initiated already remarked to uh, to me some some years later that, that 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 she and the others who were initiated were astounded that the four, that I had chosen these four verses. I don't know how I got them, and um, those are the ones that I wrote on the on the wall. So I had some good fortune, I guess, in some way, to be drawn to the essence of the Bhagavad Gita, even without knowing it. Um, but important verses in this one, as I say, is uh, is uh, first one I learned, committed to memory. It's um, it's also a a verse that Pujapad Sridharmarsh spoke about in relation to the history of his own commentary and how it was written living in Prabhupada's um, apartment. Um, Prabhupada was hosting him as an extended uh, guest for six years. (laughs) And uh, during that time, they were both writing their commentaries on the Bhagavad Gita. Prabhupada's is quite a bit more extensive but Sridharmarsh is, uh, is very uh, limited in terms of commentary, but the the, the really the uh, the bulk uh, or the better part of his commentary deals with these four verses. And apparently, uh, well, as he as he told us that when he was contemplating this verse, he got some. Inspiration, which he then felt a little—I don't want to say unsure of—but he 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 felt that that he should talk to someone about it. So he talked with Prabhupada about it and shared his thoughts that this verse has to be going in this particular direction, which we'll talk about as we go forward. And uh, Prabhupada confirms that yes, it must must be so. So um, his uh, insights to this verse, which or a particular insight, which is, seems to me unique, I haven't seen it anywhere else, um, was one that uh, that uh, he uh, realized, and in the association of Prabhupada confirmed with him. So something about the intimacy of their their Vaishnava um, relationship and uh, and their writing and uh, books keep the commentary in particular a little historical antidote or two as we begin to discuss the text itself this uh, this verse is found uh, also in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami cites it twice. Uh, once he cites it in the uh, section of the Chaitanya Charitamrita where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was giving instruction to Sanatana Goswami. Um, at the, uh, towards the end of that inst- instruction, Sanatana Prabhu his ego, if you will, as a, as a scholar surfaced and um, he asked Chaitanya Dev that, that he had, he said, I had heard that in Puri you had commented on the famous Atmarama Sloka of the Bhagavatam 
and and explained it in sixty some different ways, brought out sixty some different uh, meanings from the verse in your conversation with Bhattacharya Sarvabhoma, who was also a great scholar. And so he, um, having said that, he asked, wondered if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could repeat that to him, that extraordinary explanation of, of one verse that brought about the conversion of Sarvabhoma and, uh, and um, was an exhibition of extraordinary uh, opulence, the opulence of of scriptural knowledge and insight. And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied, he said, yes, I did something like something like that, something got, came over me and was impertinent as I was before the elderly Sarvabhoma. I, I spoke like that, but I can't remember what I said. But if, if you want, I'll say something on the verse. And then Mahaprabhu gave another 60-some explanations, which were apparently different from the ones that he had given earlier to Sarvabhoma. So in the context of that explanation, this verse is cited also. There it's cited as um, a, a verse that uh, supports the idea, that one of the ideas that he was drawing from the Atmarama verse, the idea that by consistent uh, service, um, I should say consistent service won't go in vain. It will be fruitful. Um, an effort, the effort in bhakti. Hmm? Uh, so some effort is spoken about here in the verse, obviously. That's why it's cited. And um, and the fruits of that effort are uh, also mentioned, the fruits in terms of further inspiration. Hmm? Um, by applying oneself in bhakti, uh, inner insight and inspiration will come in due course and um, shed greater light on on the path and the goal and so forth. So this is one way in which he cites the verse. He cites it, however, um, as well in the beginning of his text, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami does, the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita. And um, there he speaks about it in relation to the idea that Krishna is the guru. Hmm? Um, And as such, hmm, residing as he does in the heart, he gives instructions uh, to us by which we may progress. And, uh, And largely by way of manifesting externally, from within the heart, internally, manifesting externally as a saint, as a mahant, who um, instructs us then about the path. And um, the idea behind this is, is largely that we should pay attention to the, to the, to the guru, because that and this is, he or she is a a particular and very pertinent manifestation of Krishna, the likes of which um, a a more prominent manifestation in our lives is not to be found. Hmm? This is a very central 
point to go to Vaishnavism is pertinent to our um, event this morning of extending the initiation. Um, and uh, this this verse uh, is, as I say, cited to uh, substantiate the point that he makes. Hmm? The guru is one, and uh, that is Krishna. As Prabhupada said once in his uh, address to the other uh, members of the Gaudiya Math, his, his god, god brothers and god sisters in Bombay, that the guru is one, but he appears in a multitude of forms to teach you and I, all of us. Hmm? Um, so, and I think the unity of the of the guru appearing in a multitude of forms also comes um, uh, becomes is apparent to us in that they cite the same teachings. They are um, wedded, so to speak, like a father to the mother or the wife, as would be the case. Um, of the Shastra becomes our father, the guru, and 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 the Shastra, the mother, Veda uh, Mata. So, a multitude of gurus, they are different in appearance and in detail of um, explaining the teaching, and could be different in detail from one disciple to another, from one mission to another. If there are such things, missions don't have to be. Um, <laughs> um, that's good to know. The institutional side is not my forte per se, <laughs> so there may be some lacking there. But it's 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 an extra. Um, but they're um, they're all giving the same same teaching. They're all uh, speaking from the same. Same text, the same philosophy is the um, abed, if you will, the non-difference, and the bade, in the sense, the difference is the nature, the style of the presentation, the details of the presentation, taking into consideration, as a teacher must, the, the time, the circumstances, the individuals, the place, and so on and so forth. So we'll find differences but there is a greater overarching unity within the parampara. And so there may be even a place for for more than one guru, for a diksha guru and a siksha guru, for for example. The idea, and it's worth mentioning, that the, what we hear sometimes, that the the siksha guru should uh, follow the diksha guru, something like that, sometimes we hear like that, that um, shouldn't teach something different than the Siksha Guru. There's truth to that, but it should be understood properly. It means that, that the Siksha Guru, the instructing Guru, if there happens to be one in some circumstance where we got Diksha from one Guru who instructed us and then circumstances are such that we find ourselves in a situation where further guidance is required and another Guru figure is uh, present and capable of teaching us and instructing us, um, those two should be one in terms of being in the same sampradaya. Hmm? That means to say that the, 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 the Diksha Guru who gives the mantra, hmm, which comes under what we call sambandha, hmm, 
um, and, uh, and, uh, and helps us to, let's say, forge a relationship with Krishna. That mantra hmm, is the implications of that and so forth can be explained in a number of ways and the Siksha Guru should have gotten himself or herself the same mantra and uh, and teach the same thing. It doesn't mean that he or she, the Siksha Guru, should teach exactly what the Diksha Guru does in terms of all the details and never say anything different. If that were the case, he wouldn't be very, or she wouldn't be very useful. Uh, <laughs> so that, that that's a misunderstanding that... Uh, uh, that uh, we shouldn't harbor. We've heard that others voiced that misconception. So, from the same lineage, the same uh, in, in in pursuit of understanding the the same mantra. And so, the mantra is is is, is a seed in a way of all the instructions that um, uh, we'll receive in all the all the. Um, um, that that is to be realized so much there in the uh, in the mantra to be unfolded if you will like if you take a seed and then you water it and and give it sunlight and so forth it becomes it might look quite different than the seed at the at the end hmm? but a wise person can make the connection between the two the plant the fruit and the seed itself hmm? So these are two ways, at least anyway, in which uh, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami has uh, has uh, cited the verse, uh, used the verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita. The second way that I'm mentioning seems somewhat relevant to our uh, discussion here, where students said to receive the the, uh, the Diksha Mantra. So um, we mentioned it that they might pay attention to this, and um, it's an important moment that uh, is an enduring moment, really. The, um, the, the sharing of the mantra that, uh, that, that is non-different from Krishna, that is done through the medium of the representative, the guru, is, um, makes this kind of a card-carrying, if you will, um, Vaishnav and... Um, uh, in one sense, what this verse speaks about is very relevant to the non-initiated because it can be taken in many different ways. It can be taken to speak about those on the path, those who have even perfected the path, or those who are coming onto the path, like some of you this morning. So some of you have been, well, worshipping Krishna with with all the um, sincerity that you can uh, muster, hearing about him and um, serving in different ways, tesham, it can have continuously now. Um, you've been hearing from me for a couple of years, for six years you've been listening, right, and coming. So, in one sense, they are examples of what is spoken of here when Krishna says, tesham, satata, yuktanam, bhajatam, priti, hmm? With affection and love, hmm? in an ongoing way, hmm? 
you have been worshiping him. And so what is the result? He says, now I give you the power uh, for understanding me further in, in greater detail. Hmm? And I do so through the, in, through the medium of my represent, representative, the guru. In this form, I'm, com, I'm coming to you. So it's, uh, uh, it's working. Something like that. Your practice is, is working. It should be thought uh, that that from the stage of initial association, satsanga, uh, through which faith is born, hmm, we then seek to support that faith by more of the same. Hmm, to uh, join a group of like-minded persons in the pursuit of the same ideal makes sense. Hmm? And so from initial sangha where our faith comes from, we then pursue further association of the same type. And in the context of that, of course, someone in the sangha, in the, in, in the group, stands out as a person that has a considerable command of the um, the theory and can present it in such a way that uh, inspires us hmm? uh, to pursue the path and illumines the path uh, for us and also does the same by his or her uh, example. Hmm? I like to say that the the guru seems to speak in such a way. Um, now, when we're in a kind of a critical moment, and, uh, and we should be in this kind of critical moment at all times, because we're in a crisis situation, as we were saying last night, living in the jaws of death and so forth. But um, that's uh, something that we uh, unfortunately lose sight of from time to time. The... Uh, the world is referred to, perhaps in the Mahabharata, as Martyaloka, maybe in the Bhagavatam also, the planet of death. Kamalakshan and Krishangi are producing a book that I had a very small part in uh, just the other day. What's it called? Place of death or planet of death? That sounds very morbid. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's a fact. Um, Yudhisthira Maharaj was asked, wasn't it in Mahabharata, what is the most wonderful thing? And he said, you might want to put that verse in there somewhere, maybe in the introduction or something like that, 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 that in this plane of experience, in this dimension, everyone is dying all the time, but everyone acts as if it's happening to somebody else or something like that. It's not happening to me. Um, that's a profound insight. It's, it's, it's a very basic point, but you can see how some of these just very basic points, if you take them and you really embrace them and play them out, it's, it's life-transforming. Hmm? Um, so uh, don't skip over the, you know, the beginning points there. They are foundational, and they give us a real standing in, in a life of practice and subsequently spiritual experience. Um, so, with that kind of spirit, so to speak, that might be referred to as an existential crisis, hmm? 
what am I, why am I, and what's happening to me, and, and I'm dying, um, as it might be, we have a, a sense of necessity that, that is tendered to by this kind of dispensation. The whole Bhagavatam is centered on this. That the central narrative of the Srimad Bhagavatam is, of course, Raj Parikshit, the, the emperor, learns that he has seven days to live. I've often said we all have seven days to live. There's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and one of them will be um, our funeral. So uh, we should pay attention. As he did, having gotten been, been notified, he was on, how do they say, on? Hmm? On notice. On notice. Death is coming. Seven days. and um, And so he prepared himself by going to the bank of the Ganges and and really kind of expressing the, the, the crisis hmm, in the form of uh, questions. What What is the, it that one should be preoccupied with in one's life? What is the most important thing to do? How, how, how to die, so to speak? <laughs> How to die determines how we've 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 lived. As I said the other day, in a little bit differently, a little shorter terms. But uh, at the time of death, we can only take with us as much as we have given. In other words, the, the acquiring spirit, which is an illusion, that by acquisition we will become more complete. Is 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 completely untrue. It's, it's just the opposite. By the act, efforts to acquire um, and take from the natural world, we really become less. We don't. Our constitution doesn't change. Our our soul doesn't shrink. Our self doesn't shrink. But we become smaller minded, hmm? um, narrower, uh, unbecoming. Hmm? By by taking, and by giving, we become broader, and we identify in a in a broader way, in a larger way, and we become more beautiful and uh, attractive. To become a servant is to become very, very. No one will fear you, <laughs> which is good. Uh, so we live in a world and. It's, we fear others, others fear us, and so, so you can take the fear element out, all the anxiety out. Hmm? Um, and so, when we cannot take with us, the point is what we take, but what we give, we can take. Hmm? There's, there's receiving in the giving, and that subtle receiving that causes, causes a, a, the growth, if you will, of the self. The expansion of the sense of self hmm, that that we can take with us, and that's substantial. Hmm? So to give is to, is to live, and is is really to transcend the problem of death as well, hmm? because the problem is that, of course, we can't take with us what we would what we think is ours and we've acquired, um, including our very sense of self and so forth. So. We find the Raj Parikshit in, in this crisis mode on the bank of the Ganges asking 
what is really the purpose of life and what, what is the what is the what should one do at the time of death and in life in general which what should one should be pre- pre- preoccupied with whereby I will be preoccupied with that at such a such a time uh, of, of, of crisis and of course what happened was without any Wi-Fi um, any internet or anything of the sort, Sukadev appeared on the scene hmm? in response to the inner necessity of Raj Parikshit. So there's a system built in here. Hmm? The guru is not some kind of foreign oppression. Really, the guru really does answer to this inner necessity. We don't voice it enough and we don't keep ourselves in a crisis kind of mode or, or understanding that we are in a crisis and sometimes so therefore we may lose sight of the phenomenon and the, and the importance and, 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 and so forth. It, unfortunately, that, that, that happens. Hmm? But how it happened in the first place and how um, heartening it was, hmm? we should consider. Hmm? It was a real tr- truthful kind of self-searching um, moment of free thinking and honesty and in, in, in introspection and so forth. And something came back from the, from the, from the, from the universe. Hmm? And it spoke to us in such a way that, it's, that it, it, it appeared as if that voice, the voice of Sri Guru was articulating what I, what I felt inside but I couldn't put to words Myself, something like that, hmm? in the same way, as as profoundly, as beautifully. I couldn't connect the dots, but it just resonated with me. Hmm? This is the feeling. Hmm? It feels like being home, hmm? something like that. Pujapachita Mar said poetically, "For home no going, one needs a home knowing person." Hmm? We have an English saying that, "Oh." that really hit home. Hit home. It means it touched my heart. Home is in the heart. Home is in the heart where you can relax at home. You can relax. You don't have to think, which is, which is so... Um, it's a big calorie burner. Uh, <laughs> thinking. Um, stress. Stressful. Hmm? So at home, you know, you, you can just be yourself. So you don't have to think, you don't have to, and everything's there. It's a protected environment, you know, it's safe here, the food is good, um, and I don't have to worry how I look, and, uh, and, and if you get to know them, every adult is really a child, uh, something like that. So, <laughs> so, um, so, that when the voice and the the figure, um, the persona uh, of of the guru, t- uh, the saint touches our heart, it feels very natural. It feels um, familiar, hmm? rather than some oppression. Now, if we come out of this, this see that see there's an equation going on here. Is what I'm saying. It really. The, 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 we have to look at the the Parikshit Maharaj's side of the equation and that necessity, born out of good reason. Hmm? 
and well thought out, hmm, he had a necessity. I'm dying, and it's a necessity of all of us, really. Hmm? Um, and, you know, it's more likely tomorrow than, uh, than t- well, with every day <laughs> that we wake up, something like that. Um, this is not a morbid kind of preoccupation, but it's really to look beyond this 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 appearance of of disappearance, and this threat of non-existence, and resolve it. It's very exciting, uh, um, and the way in which the Bhagavatam does it is so beautiful. And what what comes out on the other side, hmm? beyond beyond the mortality, hmm? the the amrit chaitanya charit amritam. The immortal character of consciousness, uh, the nectarine character of consciousness in eternity. Hmm? Again, as I've said before, not just the difference between consciousness and matter, but what does it do beyond uh, unfettered by matter and the constraints of physical and mental identification? What are its possibilities and potentials? And so this is the subject of Gaudi Vaishnavism, of the Bhagavad, the, the Rikshit Marsh's questions was answered in like no uncertain terms. It was just like, it was like with a deluge of, of insight. Hmm? How small is the problem of death? How small is this problem hmm? in, 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 in light of the, 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 the answer, if you will, given in the Bhagavatam? It's incredible. Hmm? It makes it such, such a, it's a big problem for everybody. It makes it such a small thing. Hmm? Um, solves it in such a comprehensive way. Hmm? It's a problem again because you cannot take anything with you. Hmm? Sukadev seemed to have solved the problem because he was naked and had nothing, hmm? but carried with him an air and, 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 and an appearance that lent to everyone in the assembly is thinking, he knows, he knows. He's, he's got the answer. I could offer something, but he's got it. <laughs> he's realized it. Hmm? So let, let, him, let him speak. Hmm? Came out of, out of nowhere, but he was right there all the time. Hmm? So as much as that necessity is there within us, and we can recognize this figure hmm, in our lives, it's an answer to, it's, it's part of us. It's the answer to the question that we are when, when fully uh, pursued. Hmm? And, of course, the guru's business wants us to start, try to keep us in that crisis mode that, that we might, uh, might understand what he's there for, <laughs> to put out the fire, so to speak. Um, and... Um, and more, of course, to put out the fire and what 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 goes on, and then beyond that. I mean, it's not just extinguishing the samsar, but that's my point. The, the, the comprehensive extent to which is the death problem is, is is dealt with by the by the Bhagavatam, that the problem of material attachment is is solved, and in the context of affording us attachment. To Krishna, the life of of of, of life of Leela, hmm? not a lot, not a still stillness, hmm? which is a relief to get away from the movement of being hunted 
and uh, and being a hunter, but beyond that, movement in the homeland of the heart. So this is a heart affair, the guru-disciple relationship, and Krishna is speaking here from the heart. He says, I come from the heart. That's where I reside. And for those who approach me with their heart, in, in love and affection, then I, I show myself to them. And the first way that I do that, and in a prominent way, as Krishna's Kaviraj is explaining to us by citing this verse, in his brief dissertation on Guru Tattva, I come to you in the form of the Guru. And I, and I give you my name and my mantra. And I teach you how to live a life centered around that and the, and the cultivation of that seed, if you will. And it will grow into something very wonderful. It may not look as much. Hmm? Whispering something, uh, you know, um, maybe attended by some some fire and some guy that you know says rim rum and throws stuff around, something like that, uh, to make it look important. <laughs> and it is, of course, and the ritual is very beautiful and significant, meaningful. But uh, but but what? This is just the seed. So, you know, if I give you a, if I give you a little seed and I say, "Here is a here is a mango," hmm. okay, <laughs> you know, it's a long ways from the tree and the ripened fruits and so on and so forth, um, and they look very different. But then, when you open the fruit, there that seed is there, right? That seed is there. So. From the seed comes the tree and comes the work of planting and watering and tendering and so forth. And in due course, suddenly blossoms come one year. One year the flowers come. And and then fruits come. And they're okay, but as time goes, they become more and more mature, the plant becomes mature. So you, you get something very extraordinary. It's, it's a small moment and uh, it, it could be missed uh, and the significance of it um, overlooked. Hmm? But look to the fruits. Hmm? Look to the fruit. And Guru is an example of the fruit. It's uh, something like uh, what we would like to be. I, uh, one of my students was asked, I've told this before, so some of you have heard it, forgive me for repeating myself, but was asked shortly after um, coming under my um, guidance by a friend uh, in, in remaining in a secular world, was asked, I, it's very nice, uh, you wrote me a letter and told me about your new situation. It sounds very interesting. I just hope that when you look in the mirror, you're still smiling. Hmm? And so she wrote back and said, actually, you know, when I look in the mirror, I don't see that much to smile about. I used to think I was really cool, but uh, under the guidance that I have now, I realize that, you know, it's, it's the material ego and identities is not all in all, it's not that pretty. Um, but when I look at my guru, she said, then I smile. Hmm? And so and she told me that. I was very charmed by that. 
I thought, yes, this is a good point. Thank you for that. That, that there we see our prospect has come before us, hmm? what we could be. It was very nice to sit with, with Prabhupada and um, uh, one of my godbrothers made the point and I, it always stuck with me. Um, it resonated with me because it was my experience that sitting with him was such that we felt as if we were nowhere, <laughs> but that we had the potential to go everywhere and be everything at the same time. These are very contradictory feelings. We, we felt, in other words, our conditioning, hmm? but we also felt and saw and witnessed our prospect, all that we could, could be. Hmm? So it's a very, it's a good combination, so to speak. Hmm? So, Raj Parikshit was in this crisis mode. As Sukadeva appeared, it's like the, uh, there's a system for this. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur was once questioned about his um, publication, Nadia Prakash, which was a, I think it was a daily publication, The Light of Nadia, and his brahmacharis would go to the train station in Calcutta. Nadia Prakash, Nadia Prakash, Nadia Prakash. Just like someone would say, the Calcutta Times, the Calcutta Times, and they would sell this theistic uh, newspaper. And so a gentleman, um, businessman, pious uh, businessman, Hindu pious man, Hindu, Hindu businessman, uh, asked, how is it that you can you know, like publish a magazine every day about God, a newspaper every day about God? And, and Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasikdhaka replied that, oh, that, that actually we could present, we could... Um, print one every minute, but but there's not any lack of information, which is the implication of your question. Hmm? There's only a lack of, of customers. Hmm? There's so much information. Hmm? There's so much to be said. There's uh, there's an answer to all of our questions, the deepest and most perplexing. Um, Questions as to the nature of our existence and so forth, and so the, the, this is this is a, a natural, I want to say, system, hmm? um, and and the, the Bhagavad setting that I'm citing is is a good example of this. The crisis mode had uh, um, uh, a uh, um, that introspection, and which you're doing, all of you, and thinking, am I doing the right thing? And, and so forth, and um, the, the guru comes by the system, if you will, to, to answer that. Hmm? The Godhead comes to answer that. So it's a, it's a great moment, and it's a very natural moment. It's very heartening and very comforting. And again, it it uh, it's it, it's a touching of the heart. It's a hitting a home, a touching of home and home. Home is in the heart, and if you hit the heart, or you touch the heart, then, then, if your heart has been touched, then you know here is a home-knowing person, and so home-going, where I would like to be all the time, and out of a foreign land where there's a danger at every step, padam padam. Many a slip between the cup and the lip. That's the English adage. 
The distance between the cup and the lip when drinking is very small, but sometimes things spill, even then, is the point. <laughs> so it's a dangerous place. Uh, and, 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 and the guru comes to, to guide us on the course and take us out of the forest hmm? and into the homeland of the heart, the natural I mean, we have some. We don't have love of God in the heart, but we have some natural affinity for the Godhead, because we we are uh, uh, a a um, very kind of the Godhead's expansion of Himself in the form of the Paramatma. He expands Himself hmm, into all of us individual uh, Badajivas, as we are called, mere materially conditioned Atmas, souls. So we have a natural affinity, so to speak, for our source that when we are in touch with that in a profound way, it's, uh, in a, uh, the bond is natural. So this is one way for thinking about the verse. In a very general way, you have been serving and searching and introspective and and so many times you've cried and wondered and 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 stayed up thinking uh, and doubting with your intelligence and and so forth and uh, wanting to do the right thing and all of the, all this just to just to be like that is to be perfect. Hmm? You could just stay like that. I want to do it right. I want to be. I, I want to perfect my life. I want to make a comprehensive solution to the problems of life. That is the you are the answer to your <laughs> to your your questions. Your own honesty and integrity and introspection and so forth. I'm saying to you, this is this is what the guru is. Hmm? Hmm? You understand? It's you. <laughs> you are the guru. Hmm? Uh, it's, it's it. Your it, it, there's no in, in the words. There's no meaning to the guru without the student, right? A fellow said, a guy I know, well, uh, announced, this was some time I haven't been active and I don't plan to be for in the, in the near future on Facebook, but I was at the time, and um, he announced that I've, I'm going to announce that I am um, going to be a guru. I'm, I'm a guru. <laughs> and uh, I didn't say it, but are there any takers out there? <laughs> if there's no, you know, what, it's, it would be better if you had a student, then it might make sense. So without, without a student, then there's no you know, meaning to the guru, right? So these are intertwined. This is kind of an obeyed, obeyed, if you will, hmm? right? Hmm? God is God because Krishna is Krishna because there's Rata. Because hmm? there's a devotee, hmm? and so there's a, there's an object of devotion. So I'm trying to just make this point that this is not an artificial affair that's going to come and take over your mind and 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 do you harm. It's you. Hmm? It's you, and you you've come to this point at your most beautiful moments, really, hmm? exercising the, the entirety of your your heart. And your your intellect, and and sincerity. Krishna says in the Gita, "Nahi kalena kuchchit tu gatim tatavachiti." 
Pujapadchitamarsh rendered it very beautifully and poetically. Sincerity is invincible. Hmm? Sincerity of purpose. That there will be like attracts like. So another name for devotee is satam. Hmm? Isn't it? Truthful. Thoroughly honest, the Bhagavatam calls upon such people. Those who are thoroughly honest, they can understand this message. Hmm? Thoroughly honest with themselves, they will see, I'm in a crisis, if I'm to be thoroughly honest. I have necessity. Hmm? And it's, 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 it's a considerable. Hmm? And my own instruments and faculties are insufficient to deal with it. Hmm? I need help. It's a cry of help, something like that. It doesn't go unanswered. Hmm? Um, so the very cry itself is the answer, I want to say. It takes a shape. That cry is, the, it, 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 it is taking the shape of the guru. So it's not, again, a foreign um, um, imposition, hmm? properly understood. Hmm? I'm speaking, you are listening, it's, uh, the two go together. Something will happen. Hmm? As much as your inquiry is sincere, then a speaker has some qualification, then something wonderful will happen. So this is pertinent, this verse, to those of you who will take initiation today, and to all of us who have, or would like to, or have thought about it, and thought, well, not me, but maybe, but... I'm not sure, <laughs> and all these in-betweens. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful thing, I want to say. I, said, I, mean, I say it for my own self because it happened to me also, so I know a little bit about it. I was also initiated more than once, um, three times, and uh, Siksha Guru also, so um, experienced in the, in, the, uh, in the affair. So that said... Um, We'll go on a little bit about the verse because it lends itself to other, other meanings as well. Um, we're explaining the four verses in, the, uh, in this chapter of the Gita in light of the idea that the essence of the Gita is found here. The, 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 the Gita is about Dharma and the essence of Dharma is this Purodharma or Premadharma, which was the answer really to the question of Parikshit Maharaj. What is the best thing? What is the pro-dharma? And the, the answer was... You have to live for someone else, was the answer. You have to live for someone else. Hmm? In bhakti, by which the other, the significant other, the Godhead, is fully satisfied. for his, Living for his pleasure... It's not about you, something like that. It's not about me. Hmm? It's about him, which is about you. In a deeper and real sense. So, <coughs> we're, so, so here in, in, in the Gita, our charges have focused or pointed out, uh, pointed to these verses as the verses of the Gita that that, that, that that represent the essence of any dissertation on Dharma. They are 
representative of the Parodharma, of, of which means, by that we mean here, Rag Bhakti. Haituki apratihata. Ayatma sampraseedati. Haituki. It has no... Uh, it's, it is non-dual. Hmm? It has no motive. It has nothing to be... Uh, uh, that we seek to attain by it other than itself. Hmm? Action within the modes of nature always has an objective to be obtain, attained. Here we want bhakti only for bhakti's sake. And this kind of bhakti, hmm, nothing can get in its way. Aoituki apratiyata ayatmasam prasidati. It attracts Bhagwan. He takes notice of that. Hmm? And he says here, and I come, come to the fore and help to clear the path. Hmm? Uh, here it is said, Tesham Satatayuktanam Bajatam Pritipuvakam. It may be speaking about a beginning devotee, but the words also obviously lend themselves to advanced devotees. Tesham Satatayuktanam. They are always united with me, Bajatam Pritipuvakam, in, in their, <coughs> in, in a loving um, union. Hmm? Um, and uh, to them, I give buddhi yoga, hmm? he says. Dami buddhi yogam tam. This should not be understood or misunderstood to be saying that by bhakti you will get knowledge, hmm? and then bhakti will be done, and and you will have attained the goal of knowledge. Hmm? This is not the kind of bhakti that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates are teaching about. This is again a kind of bhakti where something other than bhakti is the goal. So there's some duality there. Hmm? No. So what then is buddhi? Buddhi yoga. Buddhi yoga is a, is a term that's also used earlier in the Gita when Krishna first starts to speak about um, yoga. He speaks about sankhya. You know, in the beginning of the Gita, he says, "You're not this body." Hmm? He analyzes. And comes to the conclusion that there's a difference between the self and the body and mind. Hmm? Sankhya. So, yeah. An an introspection. And then, that's the first half of the second chapter. And then he says, and now, having talked about that, let's talk about yoga. Hmm? That's interesting because Sankhya and yoga. Traditionally, they go together. Hmm? Sankhya is an ancient philosophy, one of the ancient philosophies of India. And yoga is another philosophy, ancient philosophy of India, but there's reason uh, to think that that yoga is really only the application, hmm? the the, the way of conducting oneself, whereby the philosophy of Sankhya can be realized. Hmm? Hmm? And because yoga understood in this way, is a methodology more than a philosophy. Hmm? The term is used in, in a number of ways throughout various disciplines of the East. This kind of yoga, that kind of yoga, karma yoga, jnana yoga, bhakti yoga, dhyana yoga, ashtanga yoga, hatha yoga, yoga yoga, yoga. Hmm? Um, so... <laughs> It's, and you find in all of these traditions some basic elements 
that that make it a yoga. It all involves controlling the mind, the senses, and so on and so forth, but the different shades of it. So yoga is more of a methodology. Having explained that theoretically that you're not the body, here is the method now to realize that and, and more in the, when that yoga becomes, of course, bhakti yoga, which is how the word buddhi yoga is actually used when it is first... Um, um, when it first appears in the Gita, early there in the middle of the second chapter. Krishna begins his discourse on the proverbial yoga ladder that culminates in bhakti. But in seed form, it starts with bhakti also in, 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 in this ter- with this term, buddhi-yoga. So the implication here is what? You're doing bhakti and you're going to get buddhi-yoga, so you're going to get more bhakti would be the idea. Not that you're going to get knowledge that retires bhakti and there's no more bhakti and you're going to just sit peacefully in, uh, in a liberated condition. No. You're going to, by bhakti, you will get more bhakti. Bhaktiya sanjataya bhaktiya. By sadhana bhakti, what will you get? You will get bhava bhakti. By bhava bhakti, what will you get? You will get prem bhakti. By prem bhakti, what will you get? You will get more prem. Prem is full, but what else is prem? It's ever increasing. So that's very interesting. It's full and always expanding at the same time. Hmm? So never a dull moment, if you will, on the path of, of bhakti, properly understood. Um, so, by bhakti, we will get further bhakti. Krishna will... And it, it means here also that, that we're talking about rag bhakti, hmm? that... By applying yourself in the angas of bhakti and employing or engaging, I should say, your your sadhaka daya appropriately, insight will come. Insight will come. Vishwana Chakri Thakur has spoken about this in his Raghavartma Chandrika. Um, we we mentioned yesterday that certain that some eligibility is required for effectively engaging in the lila smarnam uh, and the lila seva. Hmm? Another way of saying it, which is important, I think, lila seva um, in a internal meditative body. Hmm? Um, some eligibility is required, and some. Ingredients, or something like that, uh, some uh, some knowledge. Hmm? Hmm. Um, this is the knowledge of some bit hmm? that I am a, I am a gopi, I am a, I am a cowherd. Hmm? Hmm. He's saying this this with, comes in the course of practicing. Hmm? You know, I mean, I say it because people sell these things like, come over here and you can get your yeah all that you need. The package we get, we sell the full package for rag bhakti over here, hmm? and you can come and get in your siddhadeha and so forth, everything in place, and and there you go. Um, uh, 
<coughs> that may sound. Um, how does it sound? Uh, hmm? It's cheap, and it's a cheap way of talking about it too. Uh, it, it, but there are instances in which this is as 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 uh, as bad as it gets, so to speak. Um, and so, so the course in ours sampradaya and lineage uh, we 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 fortunately find ourselves is is that that the ingredients the elements the knowledge the information if you will necessary for fully applying oneself in higher stages of sadhana bhakti they will come from within hmm? Vishwanath doesn't cite this verse. He cites another verse from Vishwanath Chakravitaka from the Bhagavatam that says something uh, similar. It means that this is, it's not an empty thing here. There's, there's, there will be fruits of the practice. They will be blossoms, if you will, hmm? and uh, from which the fruits will come. So <clears throat> we haven't got to be anxious, is the point. And sometimes people are selling the ragmarg bhakti in in a way that people get anxious and 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 out of fear they take to rag bhakti or so called uh oh i'm going to miss out on something and and this is kind of the the driving force this is very much the opposite of the of what the driving force should be a natural attraction rag not not fear fear is a, is the impetus for for vaidhi bhakti hmm? So, no. Mm-hmm. Mahabhu has taught Sri Krishna Sankirtan. Concentrate a little bit on Chaita Dharpana Marjanam and do it in the context. Cleanse the heart in the context of, of bringing positive bhakti sankars into your life, as will happen with Nam Sankirtan, and something wonderful will occur. You can check that out. With, you can confirm it with, with, with Sri Guru. Mm-hmm. But that will be somewhat academic. Because the nature of the experience is such that it leaves no doubts. Hmm? Pujapada once gave a nice example. He said, there was a girl, young, young lady, and she was pregnant for the first time. And it was getting near to uh, the time of the birth and she could come into labor at any time. So she felt a little tired and wanted to take, take a nap. So she asked her mother, said, listen, I'm going to take a nap. If I go into labor, be sure to wake me up. Okay? Because I don't want to miss it. Mother said, you won't miss it and you won't need me to wake you up. You'll know. Hmm? You'll know. <coughs> so, you'll know. Hmm? And what will you know? Of course, you'll know. You'll, you'll know because you also have a theory here. And what possibilities, what windows of, of, of windows of opportunity have been presented before you and so forth through the parampara. And so, so don't be in doubt. Hmm? Krishna will cast a light, as he says in the next verse, uh, he uses that metaphor, but he will enlighten you from within. Hmm? He will give guidance you have the example in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu of the sadaka in the person of Bilva Mangala Thakur. Bilva Mangala Thakur is cited as an example of a sadaka. He, as you know, 
uh, went to Vrindavan and uh, found his his ideal there. But um, he he went there, kind of got there in kind of an indirect way. He was pursuing his lust, and um, he ended up uh, having that the futility of that pointed out to him hmm, by a prostitute. He he pursued that in the night, in the in a storm. Uh, and he had to cross a river to get to the to the um, to the prostitute, and um, it said that he grabbed onto a log to help float across the river. But he got the other side. He realized it was a dead body floating in the river. Oh God! Then he would say, "Oh God! Oh my God!" And "Oh my God!" It's raining. How will I get there? Anyway, I'm going. Got to the river. Oh my God, look at how the river is swelling. How will I get across? There's a log. Oh my God, it was a dead body. (laughs) And then he came to the walls of the compound and it was locked. It was night. Oh my God, it's locked. (laughs) So, okay, there's a rope hanging, a vine hanging on the wall. So I'll grab onto that. Oh my God, it was a snake. Hmm? <laughs> this is how he made his way. And somehow he landed on the top and fell to the bottom, crashed. Oh my God, I've hit the floor. And the prostitute woke up and said, What's going on there? there? <laughs> and she said, Oh my God, what are you doing here in the middle of the night? <laughs> and uh, in what effort you've made to come here for, and for what? Hmm? She said, Oh my God. If you had made the same effort hmm, to attain Krishna, your life would be successful. Hmm? Hmm. And this hit him then as he had a great epiphany. You're right. That's what I should do. And off he went. Hmm? Yeah. So this was this was his Bhartma Padarsha Guru, the Guru who showed the way to him. Hmm? And he went to Vrindavan and there he was living and so forth and and then he came doing madhukari to one house. I explained the madhukari, begging from house to house for your daily um, sustenance. And and he he found that the husband was gone, the wife was there, and he found a, tr- a trace of that lust that was raging previously, still in his heart, and a little attraction to this other man's wife. And he thought, oh, he thought, oh my God. <laughs> so he wanted to uproot that and he was such a sadhaka that he took very extraordinary means and he asked if he could borrow her hairpin and she thought that was kind of odd but okay and then he made himself blind this is not recommended but the the point only is that the, 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 his determination, his conviction his effort hmm, is an example of sadhana but blind then what could he couldn't find his way hmm? So he's walking, and it was again raining, and there were puddles and 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 so forth. And, and so, what happened? The Dhammi Budiyogam Tam. He was on the path, hmm? and somebody came, a young boy, and took him by the hand and said, "Follow me, Baba. Hmm? I'll take you home." Hmm? He said, "Oh my God!" <laughs> when he got there, he said, "Oh my God!" 
that boy was Krishna. Hmm? And Krishna said, yeah, and I'm still here, and you can't see me. Hmm? He made faces at him. Hmm? And ran in circles around him. Hmm? And little Mangaptaka was trying to catch him. Hmm? Trying to catch him. And Krishna said, you cannot catch me. And he said, heck with that God. Hmm? You're, you're God, but and the fact of the matter is, you are now imprisoned in my heart, something like that, and you can't, can't get out. So, Krishna agreed, you're right, that's why I'm here. Hmm? And, and so, I, 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 this way, practically speaking, this verse is realized, the sadhaka. Hmm? Krishna will come to take you the further, the, the distance, the rest of the way. Hmm? Pujapada Sridhar took it in a very high way by not speaking about beginners or advanced sadhakas like Bilva Mangal Thakur, hmm, who are an inspiration to us, but to, about the very pinnacle uh, in terms of an example of the, the Brajapakti, the love of the gopis for Krishna. Hmm? The love of the gopis for Krishna. He played on a word here in the fourth line of the verse. Tesham satata yuktanam, who worships me continuously, ongoing with love. Tesham satata yuktanam, bhajatam pritipuvakam, tadami buddhiyogamtam. I come to them, I give them, I appear to them, I, I give them spiritual, some of it, I give them knowledge. Tadami buddhiyogamtam, yenamam upayantite, to upayantite, to come to me, how to come to me. So Sridhar Marsh was thinking of the verse sitting in Prabhupada's house, six years, as a guest, as I said, and, and he thought, how, there's a contradiction in this verse. Hmm? How can it be that someone is worshipping Krishna continuously with priti, priti is another word for prem, the priti sandarbha of Jiva Goswami is all about prem, who has prem, hmm? and is, is fully in, enveloped in love for me, which the, the previous verse was talking about, ramanti cha. Hmm? Hmm? Ramanti means romantic love, this kamanuga, hmm? who has kamanuga bhakti, hmm? kamrupa bhakti. And that person then needs buddhi yoga to come to me. They're already there. So, what, what is being spoken about? That, that person has already arrived, so to speak. Hmm? Hmm? So he thought, this word, upayanti, he looked at it carefully and he thought, it can be construed to be speaking of upapati. Hmm? Upapati is uh, one class of, of uh, heroes, hmm? nayaka, the the uh, you know the gigolo who's not married, hmm? so uh, that's Krishna. Hmm? He's not married, <laughs> and um, and still he has relationship with the gopis. This is parakiyabhav. So he said, from this word, I'm drawing parakiyabhav from the verse. And he thought, I better ask Swami Maharaj about that. That's pretty wild. Hmm? Swami Maharaj, Prabhupada, as he's later called by us. What do you think? And perhaps it must be. Must be. It's coming from you. It must be. <laughs> Something like that. 
Prabhupada considered him as, uh, as a Sikshu Guru. Hmm? And of course, it's a wonderful idea. It must be because these are the verses that are about Rag Bhakti and it is about the Paro Dharma. And that is the full limit measure of that. So must be so. Hmm? Yes. And so he wrote his, his commentary. And what did he say there? He said, oh, that in this type of love, in the Braj, this parakia, that parakia is all is what the whole of the Braj is about, but it has to be a little underground. Tushanti cha ramanti cha. Tushanti cha, we said, Tushanti means, refers here to sambandadug, sambandurupa bhakti, where you have love because there's a reason. Hmm? Because he's my son. Well, you should love him. Hmm? You have reason to love him. Based on... Um, that uh, this is a, a, a bona fide relationship, mother and son, between friend and friend, you have reason to love within the society, between um, master and servant, there's, there's reason to love. But between gopis and Krishna, <laughs> that's not, there's not a place for that. Hmm? For parakya, for adulterous love, there's paramore love, there, there's no place for that in the society. Hmm? Therefore, it's not called Sambandha Roop, but it's called Kama, Kama Roop. Hmm? Kama means it's, it's, it's off the map. Hmm? Kama means it's selfish, right? It's, uh, in, a, it's in this context, it's, it's inappropriate. Hmm? But what it really is, is the highest love camouflaging itself. If you want to understand the Bhagavatam, you have to pay very close attention. Otherwise, it would look like what? The British thought some book about a guy in the forest with a bunch of girls, and that's their God. Oh my God, they thought. This is where it all Hinduism really goes down the drain, they thought, with their Victorian standards and so forth. Hmm? No, you have to pay close attention. You don't just go and get a, learn some Sanskrit and translate all the books. Hmm. Hmm. with a view to dispense with them hmm. and turn everybody into a Christian and think that you will understand them. Now, there's another way to approach that. Tadvidhi pranipatena puriprasnena sevaya upadakshantite jnanam jnaninas tatvadashina You have to approach an hour of the book. There's the book, Bhagwat, and there's the person, Bhagwat. All of you. Hmm. The living, moving Bhagwat. Hmm? And we need both. Krishna's Kavirasta says, we need both. Gornitinanda have come. They've given praim to everybody. Tamonudo, samdo tamonudo. They've gotten rid of all the, all, all the other ideas. They've dispensed with them. With the, with the, with their, they're like, like not stars, but fireflies. And they've come as the sun and the moon together to illuminate hmm, the path of Prem. <laughs> and they give it through two Bhagavatas, the book Bhagavat and the person Bhagavat. Hmm. If we learn from them both, hmm, then pay close attention to the Bhagavat, then we can understand what is Parakya of Gopis. This is a very extraordinary thing there, very beautiful. Hmm. 
The whole Labraja is about that, and everybody says nothing about it. Hmm? <laughs> it's the everyone is involved in it directly, indirectly, knows about it, wants it to happen, militates against it, even in some from some quarters. Hmm? The so-called mother-in-law, sister-in-law of Radha, they're militating against it, but really they want it. Hmm? They want Radha and Krishna to be united. But it's not possible. It's wrong. Hmm? You see, they have a high moral standard there in Vrindavan. <laughs> the point of the implication is, of course, all of the morality is there. All of Vaidhi Bhakti is there. As I said, they're very good devotees of Narayan. Hmm? All these things are there. And something more. Hmm? They're not absent there. Hmm? Knowledge is there in the very ground of Vrindavan. Chintamani prakrasadmasu. It's very beautiful. He's moving like a cowherd. Hmm? And the ground, the sands, Raman Reti. Hmm? The pleasure sands of from, from from the grains of sand there. Hmm? You can all 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 is enough one grain of sand is enough to drown the whole world hmm? in all of its knowledge. Hmm? Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitakura said this about his, his, his Diksha Guru Gorkishara's Babaji Maharaj when once he was questioned by one of his own emissaries Bhakti Siddhanta's emissaries to the west he returned back and said they have questions that we cannot answer and Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta said from a particle of dust from the feet of Gorkishara's Babaji we, we can drown out all, it's enough knowledge to <coughs> To answer all the questions and, and, and more. Hmm. Such is that place. Hmm. And there the whole the whole life is, is parakia. Parakia keeps you awake. Hmm. You gotta be on your guard and 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 you gotta do Buddha Yoga. In an ordinary sense of Buddha Yoga. In the ordinary sense of Buddha Yoga means Nishkam Karma. Nishkam karma means you have to do your duties without any attachment to them. Hmm? The gopis needed nish, this, this buddhi yoga, nishkam karma. Hmm? What need does a prem bhakta have for nishkam karma yoga? Well, in the context of the leader, they needed to do their duties without any attachment to them, very dutifully. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wrote to Rupa Sanatana, they wanted to meet him. Hmm? And they were under the uh, working with, for the Muslim uh, government, and so they weren't free to go as they would have liked. And Mahaprabhu wrote to them. And he said, "Stay where you are, hmm? and act just like a parakya lover." What do you expect him to write <laughs> to Rup and Sanatan? Act like a parakya lover, hmm? who very dutifully is completely detached from her duties at home, hmm? but very dutifully carries them out so that no one will be suspicious. Gopis needed this buddhi yoga. Hmm? How to do their duties very nicely so that no one will suspect them, hmm? that their hearts are somewhere else with Krishna and on the sly, unbeknownst to others, the meeting with him. Hmm? Hmm? No one can catch them. Hmm? No one can catch them 
and some, of course, are necessary for uh, making their union possible. That's the group we have opportunity to participate in, as in Gopi Bhav or in, even in Sakya Bhav hmm, of the Priyanarma. Hmm? There's a beautiful uh, explanation of Subal's participation, the principal Priyanarma Sakya, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, after hours Leela's. <coughs> I had the fortune recently to talk over Skype from Costa Rica, from Madhuban, with the Mahant at uh, Mangla, Mangladihi, where there's uh, a center uh, for Sakirasa that has, was started by Sundarananda, one of the Tuarasagopals in Gorlila. Uh, he started his preaching center there and initiating, and over the generations, it has remained a, a center of, of Sakirasa. So I was speaking with him, and um, one of my students there uh, was translating in Bengali. Hmm? And uh, one of the things that he told me, uh, we were speaking about Nainananda Thakur, who wrote a book called uh, Prayobhakti Rasarnava, a beautiful book all taken from Jiva Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu about Sakirasa, Keval Sakirasa of Sridham and Sudham and so forth. And um, so he, uh, he, he, uh, he, he, he told me a story and, and it was, it was so nice. He said that, that Nanand Thakur was a very extraordinary devotee and he would, but he would only recite Krishna Leela, hmm? Sakyarasa Leelas in the daytime. He would only recite them in the daytime. If the sun had set, he would not cite the leelas. He would not. He would be silent. Hmm? And his reason for that was that these leelas are only going on in the daytime, not at night. Hmm? And um, he found himself in a situation um, where uh, he was in a. A, the courtyard, I guess, or the palace of a king, and the king wanted him to recite Krishna Leela. Hmm? And he only recited about Sakyaras because that was his affinity. Hmm? And it was night. And, and the king said, recite about Krishna Leela. And he got the sword and all that. <laughs> and so he was a little, it was not his custom to do that, and he had his reasoning and so forth. And so he began to meditate and Krishna, Dadami Yogam Tam, he gave him the knowledge that he needed in the situation. And Krishna told him, no, you can recite these leelas at night because at night the coward boys are dreaming about them. <laughs> and he writes that in his book, Prayobhakti Vasarnava. And at night, this, so this is where he got that. It's a very beautiful. It came from Krishna in his heart, and he write, And at night, he gives the the daytime. They are doing this, 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 and so you meditate on the pastimes throughout the day. And at night, if it's dark, then it's going on in in dreams. The coward boys are dreaming about that. Hmm? So it was beautiful for me to hear where that point in his book came from. A very empowered 
devotee. But he's only speaking about um, the, the Priyasakas, like Sridam, Sudam, hmm? not about the Priyanarmas, Sakas, who are involved in Krishna's parakya. They're essential members, actually, participants, just like those uh, uh, Manjaris in Sakibhav. Indeed, they are sometimes referred to as Sakibhav. It's a different, it's Sakirasa, but they have, they have a desire. They, they, they are associated with the gopis, so they have a desire for that type of uh, sentiment. When one is situated as an alambana, as a shelter, of a particular ras like Sakyarasa, and a desire for a compatible other mukyarasa like Madhurya is compatible with Sakya, hmm? then that Madhurya becomes an udipana for the Sakya that takes the Sakya to higher new 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 uh, new ground. Hmm? Hmm? Um, in terms of the, the the refinement and development of the Stahibhav, up to Ruda Mahabhav, hmm? which extends beyond in intimacy, the intimacy, for example, of Vatsalya Rasa, which ordinarily exceeds in intimacy the intimacy of, of Sakya Rasa. So it's a very hmm, extraordinary type of Sakyarasa, influenced by um, Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? It's not that the cowherds, these cowards desire the Samboga type of Madhurya. They don't desire that. But Tadbhav, hmm? they desire to experience the bhava of those who have Sambhog or union with Krishna, like Lalita, Vishakha, and so forth. It's as, it means the same as as the Manjaris, but they're not gopis. Hmm? So it comes out a little differently. And they are in Sakyarasa, not in Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? But I asked him hmm, about that. What about the night time for them? Hmm? But he was silent on that. Hmm? But I had known something. I was acquainted with Raghunathas Goswami's book, um, Prem. What is it? Sri Prem Purab, Purab, Purabida. Hmm? Like the, the, the Prem, the cream of the, of, of the talk about Prem. Hmm? And in the very first verse there, he speaks about the full vernal moon, the springtime moon, uh, full moon, and how uh, this is the vision of Raghunath Das Goswami in his inner life and meditation on the banks of Radhakund, he says, oh, and, and, and there uh, I saw uh, Krishna said, come on, Subal, check it out. Check it out. Look at the, the moon and how beautiful the night is. Let's go out tonight. Let's sneak out together and tour the forest. And and so he is an example of the Priyanarma accompanying Krishna after hours. Hmm? And there, of course, in the night it becomes apparent that he, he leans on his friend Subal hmm? 
in terms of his desire to meet with with Radha, and there was a pretext by which he took him out into the forest, but he had something else in in mind, and he employs Subal as he is characteristically employed in assisting. Indeed, Subal is amongst all of the residents of the of the Vrindavan the most qualified person to pacify Radha when she's unable to be pacified <laughs> because Krishna has done something that has caused her to become displeased with him. Hmm? Well, an essential person. But at any rate, this beautiful verse from Raghunathasko Swami and Subal is sent out to find her in the forest. Hmm? And she's, of course, dressed in white and camphor on her body because it's a full moon so she has to look white so that she'll be less dete- readily detected in, in, the, in the night mm-hmm. and there Subal finds her and, and then she places her hand on his shoulder and her Manjari's hand on her shoulder and they go and Subal leads her to meet with Krishna upon seeing she says oh it's him you I didn't, I didn't really want to be anyway. It goes on, but that they they have some role in this also. Hmm? They are very much participants in the paragiya, so they are direct participants that without which it couldn't go on. Hmm? And then those who are indirectly who don't want it to go on but really do, but they can't show that side. So it's very beautiful, very charming, properly understood, and and. And the example I've given here, citing Subal, and uh, is uh, is 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 good in terms of the way in which Sridhar Marsh um, saw fit to comment on the verse. These gopis, or Radha in particular, she's fully priti purvakam, fully tesham satatayuktanam pajitam priti purvakam, loving Krishna completely. But he gives her has to give her and other gopis special knowledge by which they can upayanti tesham satat bhajata dami budi yogam tam yenamam upayanti te I give the knowledge by which they can come to me. They're already with me. Right? This is the contradiction. They're already premikas hmm? of the highest order, the gopis. But we see, still they need some special knowledge how to meet him in the night. Hmm? How to how to meet up with him. Hmm? This is, uh, so this is the Buddha Yoga. Hmm? This is the kind of, the, the, the special bhakti, special knowledge of bhakti that he gives to them. This way, Pujapachitamar sought to resolve an apparent contradiction in the verse and take us in the context of the Chatur Shloki that Vishwanachakvati Thakur, the seminal Gaudiya commentator on the, on the Gita, says is about Rag Bhakti, take us to the heights of such. Shri Pujapad Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Goswami Maharaj ki jai. Shri Vrindavan Dham ki jai. So, that's uh, a brief explanation on the verse. <laughs> Forgive me. And uh, relative to the initiation. So, let us proceed with that. Um, <coughs> And uh, do we have the required ingredients 
before this. Gopichandan, we need. We do? Oh, here it is. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Okay. We have. So we follow the system of Bhakti Vinod, Panch Sangskar. We give the, four, the five ingredients for the necessary. There's, there's uh, uh, tapa, pundra, um, mantra, nam, and yagya. These five. So, uh, tapa means austerity, and it means knowledge. Also, from austerity, we will get some knowledge by by restricting the senses from outward going. Hmm? We'll go within, and the mind and the intellect will become more active. This is just a basic idea. Hmm? Tapa means light, so knowledge means light. So it means sacrifice. These are the, these are the two syllables that Brahma heard that he acted on, and the result was Dadami Buddhi Yogam Tam. He got the Buddhi Yogam hmm? from Krishna. Hmm? So, um, in other traditions, the tapa, like in Vaidhi Sampradaya of Ramanuja, they, they take the, the names of Vishnu, or the symbols of Vishnu, like the conch shell and the lotus, and they make a brand. Do you know what a brand is? What's a brand? Yeah, I mean, in Polish. <laughs> yeah. So what they do before initiation, they take the branding iron, they put it in the fire, and then they brand the syllables of Vishnu, symbols of Vishnu. That's tapa, for sure. <laughs> but Mahaprabhu, this is, I just make this point, because to show that the, 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 the generosity of Mahaprabhu and, the, you know, the... The consideration of Kali Yuga people like ourselves and who would be frightened by such a thought, although tattoos are popular um, these days. Um, so we give the tapa by marking the body with symbols of Krishna, like Krishna Nam, with sandalwood paste or tilak. So we come first. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Hmm? And we write the Christian name. I have a stamp for this. I didn't. I didn't bring it. Should have brought. Anyway, so Tapa and Pundra. Word of a Pundra as a tilak means this up and down straight. Om Keshavaya. Not too straight. No. <laughs> yes, this is the mark of the Vaishnav. Hmm. Vaishnavi, very nice. So, Tapa, Fundra. The, uh, the Yagya, of course, you're in this case, you're, being, you're doing Namsan Kirtan, so now you're a fully dressed member in the, in the Kirtan. <laughs> um, and you have this uh, we give the, the Buddha Yoga, the Sumedasa the spiritual intelligence required for such participation so Nam uh, or excuse me, Yagya, Pundra, Tapa Nam so we'll give a name and I'll give you the name we'll give you a spiritual name and we'll give you the name and I'll 
chant the name in your ear, your right ear. And um, is that all five, right? Pundra, Tapa, Nam, Yajna, and hmm? mantra. So in this case, the mantra is, is, is the Nam mantra. Famous Hare Krishna mantra that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked all of his disciples to chant regularly. Okay? So then I want you to chant on the beads. You start with the big bead, like this one. You see it's big and small, like a tree. Big at the bottom, small at the top, and then get to the top, and this is the fruit, but you don't pick it. Go back down and back up, up and down. So chant the Maha Mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hare, with the middle finger and a thumb on each bead, right? So how many rounds will you chant every day? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Good, so, all right, give me your right ear. Right ear, okay. Hare Krishna, so, your name is Nitilila Dasi. Oh, neck beats, neck beats, we need this. Extra. Not to be forgotten. Nityalila. You know the meaning, right? That is our goal, to enter the Nityalila. You have to be properly ornamented there. Very beautiful. Guy, Nityalila Dasi. Good guy. Six years for this. Very good. Okay. Neck beads. These are the beads from Tulsi, sacred basil, as it's sometimes called in the West, dear to Krishna. This is more valuable than gold, they say. As far as the ornament goes. Very nice. Very nice. And this is for counting. Right? Uh, Do you have any more of these? I need one of these. I lost count. Which is the goal, but... (laughs) So this should be... uh, Attached on here, something like this. You know the system, right? There's actually, they have 20 on here. It should be tied out of the way. Sixteen and four, so that you can chant sixteen and then one, sixteen, two. How many will you chant? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, so okay. Here we are. Okay. 
Not Bhagavati, Bhagyavati means full of fortune. It's a name for the Ganges, actually. And your husband's name is Mayapur Chandra. So you can flow right along with him. Bhagya, you can call her Bhagya for sure. It means lucky. She will bring you good luck. Okay, so who's going to translate for you now? Come. <laughs> I don't think there's too much to say here. What can we say to Guru Bhakya? <laughs> He said it all. Oh my God. Okay, so Guru Vakya, it's so nice to see you here. <laughs> and I think Gaur Shakti selected you years ago as a translator with some trepidation. And uh, it worked out well, right? And my poor Chandra also brought, brought you to my attention. This fellow, he can translate. So, that was their trick. I know. Right. <laughs> right. It's worked well, so I'm, I'm pleased that uh, with your service over the years. And uh, incidentally, Guru Bhakti has been involved in the translation of, of my books, that some of, of which are in Polish, and now he and, and Karnam, who's Krishna Karnam's, they're going to conscientiously proceed with publishing all of my books in Polish. I think I'll send you the manuscript for my book before it comes out in English, even. And you can start on that, the one that's yet to be published. So, um, I'm pleased with your service, and uh, uh, and conscientious efforts, and all everybody's... um, I think the translations have gone well, hmm? right? What do you think? Graeme? Is he doing good with the translations? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're so qualified. I don't know. It's a struggle. And humble, humble. So anyway, I'm honored to extend this uh, this uh, introduction to you. This is, of course, comes after some time. We see the students are a little more enthusiastic and understanding, hopefully. Um, so you've got a good service. It's difficult for you to get too distracted. Yeah. Mm. So I feel confident in sharing the mantra from, with you that it will not be uh, neglected. Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'll give you the principal mantra, the Gopal mantra, and then we have six other mantras. We give a diksha, and you come privately, and I'll give you those, okay? All right. Right here. Shri Gurudev Ki Jai. Jai. 
So we ask again, as I did at the onset of this uh, gathering and discussion, that all of the Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis, you please give your heartfelt, take a moment, pray to Krishna uh, that uh, these uh, students will be uh, able to flourish in their practice and um, grow and be good examples for for all of us. And if they should somehow become distracted and so forth, we pray that they'll do the, that they will again return to serious practice and make their lives happy. That can happen. We know that. This is, this is a learning curve. So um, we try to avoid that as much as possible by sadhu sangha. So I ask the sadhus to try to please because that we were asked by Krishongi, can we give a blessing? Hmm? Do we have any power to give bhakti sangskara? So now you take a moment and try to, from your heart, you pray to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna, Radha Krishna, that they will be able to make progress nicely. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Sri Sri Radha Gobinda ki jai, Sri Sri Dauji Gopal ki jai, Gaur Bhakti Binda ki jai, Gaur Premanande, Hey, oh.